the Merry Menopause Book Club, the podcast that brings you the authors of the books written to inspire us, educate us and guide us on our journey through midlife. Created and hosted by me, Jo Fuller, menopause and menstruation educator and founder of the Merry Menopause. I want to give women the information and education they need to make empowered choices around their health and well-being so that ultimately they can have a merry menopause. Welcome to this episode of the Merry Menopause Book Club. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Marion Stewart, author of uh, Manage Your Menopause Naturally, a six-week guide to calming hot flushes and night sweats, getting your sex drive back, sharpening memory and reclaiming your well-being. Marion is the author of over 27 books, a world-renowned healthcare expert. She has helped tens of thousands of women around the world overcome PMS and menopause symptoms without using drugs or hormones. In 2018, she was awarded the British Empire Medal and was recognised as one of the 50 most inspirational women by the Daily Mail. So it is an absolute pleasure to to have you today, Marion, on a one-to-one to have a chat with you. And my first question for you is, after writing 27 books, Manage Your Menopause is your 28th book, what finally gave you that impetus to to write for this transition, this midlife transition? Well, it's not my first book on menopause. I've done other books on menopause in the past, but this one is different from the others. Uh, First of all, it's my first American book. So it came out in America, whereas the others have been England, Australia, New Zealand mainly, but they did get translated into other languages, but not sold in America. So now I spend a lot of time in America and it's actually an important market because it's so huge. So I was really um, delighted to get the, the American contract. But the reason it's different is that a few years ago, I was taught how to make Facebook live films and that was no mean feat because I'm not technical at all. So going back three years, I had thought because I'd had my own TV show and you always go to hair and makeup and all that stuff. The thought of just pointing your phone at your face was very scary. Um, And I made on the day of the course, I made two films, which one of them looked like it was fisheye lens and the other one was also rubbish quality. But then I made, made, she made me promise I'd make two more films and I would promote them on Facebook. And I did promote them, but, Honestly, hardly like with five pounds, it wasn't, you know, massive budget or anything like that. And within 12 weeks, over a million women saw the films. And so I'd just come back from running the Angelus Foundation in memory of my daughter. So I'd been out of the health industry for six years. And before that, I'd had my own TV show and I was writing for the mail and doing, all. you know, I was at the top of my game. But when I came back after six years, I didn't, social media had changed the world and I had absolutely nothing. And I wasn't sure even where to begin. And so when I made these 12 films, the universe was screaming menopause and perimenopause at me because I'd been helping women. I think we started helping women in 1990 
with menopause because that was when the first publications came on the natural approach to menopause in the British Medical Journal and the Lancet. And so we eventually tweaked our PMS program and turned it into a menopause program as well. And we've been helping people on a one-to-one basis. So I've been doing that in my clinics and I had a team of probably about 13 nutritionists, doctors, nurses, and so on. And we actually helped in the region, well, tens of thousands, probably over 100,000 women around the world to manage their menopause naturally. But when I made these films, I realized that helping people on a one-to-one was not really going to be very effective because there were so many women who needed help. And then in 2017, around the same time, there was a government report published on menopause in the workplace. And that was a 26-year review on 104 medical papers. And when I reviewed it, I saw that mainly it was about the problem and not the solution. And I realized that all these years later, there was still no solution out there. And yet I knew my one-to-one program was helping 91% of women be completely symptom-free within five months. So what we did was we took the research that related to uh, the five-month program, and we split it into six modules. So I'd, by this time, I had a Facebook group that had thousands of women in it. And Facebook in those days didn't have a memory. So I was putting stuff in there, and no one could find it. And I was saying the same thing. Every week, we'd get new members, and they'd be asking the same questions. And I was making films and answering their questions, and no one could find the content. So that we did a focus group, and they said they wanted more help. So we put this six-week course together. It was quite primitive in the beginning, and now it's more sophisticated because we've got tech with it. And so it operates from your phone, and you've got a dashboard, and you have all your personal recommendations, and you can access the course material and even the live sessions through your phone. And it really even honestly blew me sideways because I was only expecting to enlighten women with the science-based information so they could help themselves. But even in six weeks, we're turning women's lives around. And I really mean turning them around. So one of the case stories in the book, and in fact, we made some films last year, is a woman called Professor Jo Brewis. And she was one of the authors of the Government in the Workplace report. And when I met her at a menopause conference a couple of years ago, she confided in me and told me that she was experiencing what she thought was early onset dementia. And she couldn't string a sentence together. She couldn't remember people's names. And she really felt like she'd have to leave the workplace. And she was tired, obviously depressed because of that. She got spotty. Her tummy was all upset. She had constipation. And I said, look, come on our program and see what happens. And within six or eight weeks, she was completely, well, she described herself in the film last year as practically a new woman. And instead of leaving the workplace, she's been made head of department at her university. So I'm really passionate about the fact that, well, first of all, I think that is a crime that women are left to suffer in the way they do. Our latest survey on 1,100 women shows that 96% of women are taken by surprise by menopause. They feel unprepared. And two-thirds of women feel robbed of life as they knew it. And I know that that doesn't need to be the case. And then there was a Mayo Clinic survey published in 2019 on doctors and gynecologists showing that only 7% of them feel adequately educated to help women going through the menopause. And I just hold my hands up in despair And so feel very driven to help women to understand that actually what they need at midlife is a refuel. And now that we're 
living to a ripe old age because 100 years or so ago, we weren't living much past 50. And so it didn't really matter. But now when 40 something represents halfway for so many of us, we need to not just get over our symptoms, but we need to look after our heart, our memory and our bones in the long term if we want to have an enjoyable life and be able to contribute to the world with our wisdom in the way that most of us would like to. So I just feel there's a big education piece and I know that you feel the same way. So yeah. that's what motivated me. And then this book came about because I thought, well, there's no manual. You know, we're born with this body and no one really tells us how to navigate at any stage in our lives, whether it's having babies or our periods or most women haven't even heard the term perimenopause. And so I thought I put this together. It's basically the manual for our six week course. But I wanted the women, well, I wanted women everywhere to have access to the information and to take the guesswork out of it. And it is all science based. We've got all the medical references at the back. I've got the, some of the research in user speak in the chapters as you go through the book. And it gives people the opportunity, whether they're trying to prevent something, so if they catch it early, whether they're trying to address menopause or even after menopause, because you're never gonna have circulating estrogen again and your nutrients are going to never rise automatically. So unless you learn to meet your needs, you'll be like some of the 70 year old women who come and ask me for help because they're still having symptoms. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, that was a long answer to your question. That but. is no, that that is a monologue by a woman who is so passionate to help women optimize their health and their life. So, you know, that was that for anybody listening, that's you know, that's the sound of a, a woman who's making great changes in the world and helping women because there was so much that came out there. It was like, and and it's true, and it's true, you know, this book is is you've simplified your work. I feel into this book and made it very accessible for women to read. And it's broken up obviously into categories, lifestyle changes that, that are so essential. And I think one thing that I found with my work at Mary Menopause is that so many women come to this stage of life unprepared without the basic knowledge of how to look after themselves. They've spent all their years looking out for everybody else and completely neglected themselves and then they come to this stage of life ill-prepared it gives menopause a bad rep you know the PR around menopause really needs to change because if they follow the protocols that like you're laying out in your book when we get to this midlife part it's going to be okay it's going to be it's not going to be a massive disruption so it all goes about, you know, collectively changing that PR. And I love the section that you had on menopause in the workplace, Marion, because I think that is an area now that's really starting to get some um, awareness and get some coverage. OK, menopause itself at home, we need to sort that out. But like you say, the loss of talent that businesses are losing because they're not looking after or recognising women in their midlife change. So yes, one in four women, they estimate, leave the workplace because of menopause. And I'm, I would imagine there'll be another one in four who are thinking about it or who are really feeling that they're not producing very well. We did a survey on a thousand women in the workplace and 84% of them said that their productivity was dropped, had dropped down for more than eight days a month. And in fact, Forbes in 2019 said that menopause is costing $810 billion globally because each year because of lost wow. productivity. So it's massive. We calculated just, uh, we haven't 
done this formally, but we calculated in rough terms that companies are losing about five and a half thousand pounds a year per woman. And that doesn't take into consideration lost talent, which the ONS says is £30,000 to replace a manager. So I don't really feel that companies at this moment in time understand what's going on under the radar. So we are going into companies. We partner with Virgin Care and we're working with some other companies. We go in and we do an anonymous survey. We do a webinar, obviously, to raise awareness and Mm. teach people about uh, what is going on in their body. But we also do an anonymous survey and quantify the symptoms suffering and symptom scores and also look at productivity so that eventually we'll be doing some research with Virgin and Loughborough University to demonstrate the economic model, which hasn't been done before, of how much it's actually costing, because it is costing a fortune. Um, and that's, I mean, that that stats that, that businesses know. I mean, I know from the corporate work that I've done is that just getting getting the symptoms recognised on an illness, on a sick form, you know, so for so many women, you know, they can't, there's there's no opportunity for them to express the fact that they've been off with, because they had a dreadful night's sleep, because they had a hot sweat, or they were late for work because they had anxiety, you know, it's, it's just not available for them to be honest about it. So they're lying on the sickness form. It goes and down also, as mental me, health. Yeah, it mainly goes down as mental health and they get signed off. Um, that there's, there's no real understanding. And I think that once the economic model has been demonstrated, it will be easier for the men to come to the party. Because right now, when I think about it, with the exception of one or two of the companies, we're mainly getting in the door because of women of a certain age who want something in the workplace because they're experiencing the problem themselves. Yeah, but if the men can see the economic value to supporting them. Yeah, absolutely. And and we're the fastest growing sector in the workplace. So how can you expect a woman to work into her 70s when she's falling over in her 40s and 50s? And and how is that fair when women have been competing with men all their working life and, you know, shouting out for women's uh, equality? quite rightly, but then they fall over and they can't think straight. And, and you can understand why men are saying, well, women aren't equal after all. We know from all the research we've done and from the films that we made that if you teach someone how to have a midlife refuel, they're la- literally turbocharged and they come out at the end of it probably feeling better than they can remember. Because as you say, women tend to do everything for everybody else first. We're bottom of our priority list. And it's not until we fall over that we realize that we need to do something. And most of the women in our surveys, and we've surveyed thousands of women, feel that menopause is the end of life as they knew it. And they have no clue that they can come back from it. And that is the saddest thing. Because they can, and they can feel better than they remember. And so all they're missing is the information and the support. And that's got to change. And what we want to do, though, Marion, I, I think we both agree that we want to, we want to stop women getting to that point, you know, get to sure. where, where it has become debilitating. It's like, let's let's get this educated. Let's start rolling this education out at a much, much younger age so that it doesn't, you know, so that people like us are going to be put out of a job because it's just going to be such a natural ebb, ebb and flow of life. And it's going to be so naturally supported by businesses, the medical profession, relationships. It's just going to be, we're going to raise it up. We're going to raise it up and raise awareness and yes, and I think, business. <laughs> no, and I think in years to come, we will succeed in doing that. And I think, but right now, the, the awful, when I made those films and, and those million women approached me, I was, I was just 
it was so sad to see the terrible suffering and how it affected not just their work life, but their, their relationships were falling mm. apart. Our, our relationship survey shows that 70% of women feel switched off from the waist downwards at menopause. Over 50% of them have got vaginal dryness and they don't talk to it to anyone, not even their best friends about it. It's probably the world's best kept secret. And it's, it doesn't, again, you can reverse it. It doesn't have to be like that. They think it's the end of life. And, and we did a survey on men and the men feel frightened. They feel rejected. They feel frustrated and scared stiff because they don't recognize the person they're living with. And there's nothing much going on in the bedroom. So the, I mean, 51% of the world's population, i.e. women, will have a menopause. You know, it's you can't avoid it. You can't cure it. Every woman's going to go through it. But 49% of the world's population will experience it by proxy. So, you know, it's so important that, you know, our hormones, our hormonal experience and journey affects everyone around us. Yes. So, you know, this education is, is for everybody. Originally, I ran an advisory service helping women with PMS. And that came about because we found 200 medical papers on PMS, on the non-drug approach. And so we put that together in fact, in my ex-husband's medical practice, me, him and his nurse, and we started to help women. And then women came from all over the place because the media covered it. Uh, local journalists, in fact, in Brighton from the evening August, as it was called in those days, it's now the August, um, came and said, could she write about it? And that was the end of life as I knew it, because we literally had, once it got picked up by the, the news of the world and the TV and Cosmo and so on, we were having literally... 2,000 or more letters a day from women all over the country. And so we had, we did a lot of research. We had a big pool of information. And eventually we did some clinical studies and we found that between 50 to 80% of the women had low levels of magnesium, B vitamins, zinc, iron, essential fatty acids, vitamin D, calcium, and so on. And those nutrients affect our brain chemistry and our hormone function. And so if you've got deficiencies, it literally changes the color of the lenses through which you see the world. And as you get older, if you have babies and breastfeed, and then as you get older anyway, those nutrients become an even further short supply. And so we're firing on two cylinders instead of four, and I call it economy mode. And no one's going to feel good when they're in that situation. So women need to learn how to have a refuel. And then in addition to that, as you come up to perimenopause, which is the eight years leading up to menopause, your estrogen levels are dropping. So all those eggs you had as a baby girl are diminishing and eventually you have none. And guess what? You've got empty estrogen receptor sites within your cells and the brain doesn't get that. So it tries to kick your ovaries back into function and it wants to kickstart them because it thinks that's what should be happening. Remembering we weren't living much past 50. So if we can fill those receptor sites with naturally occurring estrogen, we can actually, because it looks so similar under the microscope to estradiol that we have before menopause, we can actually fool the brain into thinking that we've got normal circulating estrogen again. And the factories that were making all the lovely cells that protected us from heart disease and osteoporosis and kept our vagina nice and moist and our skin and hair and nails in good shape goes back into production. And it's a good news story because the symptoms turn off. And in addition to that, you've also got, if you leave your estrogen receptor sites empty, 
they are going to be so hungry for estrogen that they'll take in the environmental estrogens, which are those xenoestrogens that come in plastics, pollution, waste, and they're toxic and can cause an increased risk of breast cancer. So you're looking after yourself by filling the receptor sites on so many levels. And so it's not just a nice idea. It's important. If you you get to perimenopause or menopause, you're at a crossroads and you're either going to go downhill and feel absolutely terrible as time goes on. If you've got low levels of estrogen and you've got low levels of nutrients, you can be sure that you're not going to feel good. Or you can learn how to meet your needs and get yourself, have this midlife refuel and get back to feeling like the very best version of yourself. And that's where I think from certainly meeting all the women we do and all the surveys we've done, women really want the information. In our last last survey, 90% of them said that they wanted to manage their menopause naturally, but they don't have the information at their fingertips. And we have to change that. And I think what you what you just said about estrogen receptors, I, I have found fascinating because this is the first time that I've read or heard about that, um, that theory that we need to keep filling them up with good estrogen. Um, and we, we, we had a, a chat prior to this and we spoke about something called estrogen dominance, which is kind of getting a bit of a, a buzzword now amongst women and explaining a lot of PMS issues and a lot of perimenopause issues. This thing called having too much estrogen um, out of balance with your progesterone. So your progesterone is, is not calming down your estrogen and that's bringing on heavy bleeds, anger, sore breasts, etc. But you, your theory, your take on that. Um, which I find fascinating is this thing about estrogen receptors and thinning them up continually with good estrogens in the form of the foods that we eat. Could you? But it go, and yes, and it goes even further than that. So Mother Nature is so clever. What happens is the naturally occurring estrogen goes into the receptor site. It takes just enough and seals off. So sometimes when you've got this, what you call estrogen dominance, which is an excess of estrogen, and you can get things like fibroids and cysts and endometriosis mm. as a result of that, you can actually shut off the blood supply to all of that by moderating estrogen levels in your body. So pre-menopause, if you're suffering with that, then we have a solution. And certainly once you're going through the menopause and your estrogen levels have dipped, then we can top them up. So I'm I'm completely in awe of Mother Nature. It's just that we're not taught at any point in our lives. There are, in the book, there's a chart on the physical signs, like the skin, hair, and nail signs of vitamin and mineral deficiency so that we can learn to recognize them. Because right now, if you have red patches at the side of your nose or cracking at the side of your lips or dry skin or greasy skin or brittle hair or ridgy cracked nails, all of those things mean something. Do you know, yeah. and in terms of what you may be short of. And so the first thing you've got to do is learn how to detect what you might be short of before you can correct it. And do you think that what what is like, is it a chicken and egg? What comes first, the dietary changes or the supplementation? Well, on our six week program, what when I designed it, I designed the supplements to be week four. So in the book, it's actually chapter four. However, as I said, the, it was a pilot when we set up this program. And now what we do is we actually create a personalized program for each woman at the beginning of the six weeks. So she starts everything all together. 
if you're going through the book yourself, then you're going to go through it week by week. So in the first week, I'm asking women to trust me and I'm giving them fast solutions to all the common symptoms, whether it's brain fog, panic attacks and palpitations, aches and pains, um, headaches, vaginal dryness, hot flushes, insomnia, all of those things. So there's a solution or two to start implementing right at the beginning. And then it's going through a knowledge trail. So in the next week, I'm focusing on nutrition and teaching people how to detect and correct nutritional deficiencies. And then in week three, it's Mother Nature's estrogen and how do you consume that little and often and why you should and which foods are rich in it and serving sizes and all that kind of thing. And then the next week is the supplement week. So then you can see all the science-based supplements. And by the way, the research shows that a lot of the pretty packets you see on the shelves in the high street are don't even contain what they say on the label. Mm-hmm. And I know that for sure, because we were asked years ago to recommend a supplement that was supposedly contained 39 milligrams of isoflavones, these naturally occurring estrogen. And when an independent analysis was done, it showed that that packet only contained one milligram. And I felt so angry that women were being fooled. So now we just recommend the supplements that have been through properly conducted trials, because we know that they're standardized and that every packet contains the same, and also that they're not going to do any harm. And that's another important thing, because if you're meddling with your hormones, even with natural substances, you've got to know that it's going to be a safe thing to do. And so, so that was that was another question I had for you. Can you can you overdo the supplementation? So read, reading the, the book and looking at symptoms and looking at supplementation, I kind of came away with a list of like, gosh, I need to be taking quite a few supplements. Can they have an adverse effect? Can you over supplement or should you try and and take maximize your supplementation, maybe four supplements a day and try and get the rest from diet? Is there such a thing as ODing on on supplements? It Well, certainly if you follow the recommendations on the packet, you're not going to OD. If you come on one of our courses, then we'll tell you exactly what to take and when. Um, I think in the beginning, it depends on your symptom set. So what I've done in the book is I've talked about the supplements that are good for hot flushes, the supplements that are good for insomnia, the supplements that are good for panic attacks and palpitations and so on and so on. And so it depends what you've got in the way of symptoms. So if you've got vaginal dryness, then you're going to be interested in the supplements I'm talking about to help relieve that. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you're mainly suffering with hot flushes and aches and pains, then you're going to be looking at that. If you're one of the unlucky people that's got all of the above, then you're going to have to probably take some of my patients in the beginning are taking five or six things in the first few months. We're looking, what we're basically looking at doing is everyone takes a good, strong multivitamin and mineral supplement. And in the UK, I'm recommending Firma 45 Plus, and in the US, it's uh, it's Optivite Plus, which was a supplement that went through clinical trials and has had really remarkable results. And it used to be available in the UK, but unfortunately, because of European regulations, it was no longer allowed to be imported. So Firma 45 was a copy of it. So people take that uh, to get help to get their nutrients back into an optimum range. Right. And then we're looking at probably a supplement that's standardized, that's phytoestrogen rich, because we're looking at getting about 100 milligrams of isoflavones a day, little and often, 
so that we can keep the brain fooled because the receptor sites don't stay full for very long. And then if you're stressed, we need to bring your cortisol levels down. You may need some adaptogenic herbs. If you're achy, you're going to need some things that are going to help with your joints and so on. So it's just choosing the things that really work for you, that call out to you. And you can take them and I do say when you should take them. So it's, you know, not necessarily swallowing all in one mouthful. And obviously being careful if you're if you're taking antidepressants or other medication to, I do mention in the book, you know, what you can take with this that, and the other rather than um, just guessing. So it... And that's a really important point. Yeah, sub- supplements is probably the hardest part to fathom out by yourself, but I've tried to make it as clear as I possibly can. Yeah. And then after that, we're talking about other things like um, weight loss without dieting. We're talking about positive mindset, dealing with cravings, dealing with constipation and all of the things. Believe it or not, over 50 percent of women going through menopause get constipated. And again, they don't talk about it. It's just too taboo to mention to anybody. And, and a, you I, know, a daily poo is so important for detoxification elimination isn't it it's going to, you're going to get cause an awful lot of problems if you're not if you're not having a going to the toilet properly once a day yes yes and it, it yes is it that and it can cause all sorts of health issues so we find on our program even within the space of just two weeks someone who's been constipated for life is no longer constipated oh. so that's a, a really really good news story and as and they're going to feel amazing they're going to feel so much better. Absolutely. And in the process of doing that, we're filling them up with nutrients like magnesium, for example, which is necessary for smooth muscle control. But it's also one of the, it was the most common deficiency amongst women. And so it's going to help their hormones. And then things like flax seeds, which helps to um, create that lubrication in the gut. And that's one of the richest sources of naturally occurring estrogen. So it's got, you know, there's a kind of double benefit I want to talk about um, naturally replacing estrogen naturally, um, phytoestrogens and is- isoflavins. Isoflavones, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you, can you give us a little go a bit deeper into those about how we replace the, the estrogen naturally, how we fill up those receptors naturally with, with the foods that we're eating? Yes. So there are key foods that contain those, and they are mainly soy, anything that contains soy, flax seeds, and the, uh, the plant red clover, which you can't really get in food form. And there's lots of different, there are other foods as well, but they're not as um, intensely, uh, it, it depends very much, for example, things like celery, rhubarb, fennel, fennel mung beans, alfalfa, but it depends on the crop, on the climate, mm-hmm. and you can't really, they're extras, but you can't really count on them. So I talk about this in depth in the book. And what we try and do is in the book also, we've got towards the back of the book, we've got menu plans and we've got recipes and we've got fast options for people who hate cooking. So you can literally fill yourself up with things that you can buy without cooking and make sure that you've got naturally occurring estrogen at breakfast, maybe some at lunch, maybe in the afternoon, and then you can take a pill at night to keep you going through the night to keep falling your brain to thinking you've got normal circulating estrogen. So even having some cereal in the morning with some flax seeds and soy milk, maybe a salad at lunchtime with some mung beans on, and maybe a soy yogurt in the afternoon with a few more flax seeds, 
that would be enough and you wouldn't really have to make tofu kebabs <laughs> you don't necessarily you know it doesn't have to be a weird diet uh, it can be very very simple yeah. and very enjoyable and, and that keeps do... those estrogen receptors full so yes. they don't absorb the pesticides the chemicals in the atmosphere it keeps you on a good high estrogen level but a healthy estrogen level yes and the brain thinks that you've got normal circulating estrogen so it doesn't have to try and kickstart the ovaries into function so that means you're not getting the hot flushes or the night sweats you're not getting the panicky feeling you don't feel achy 90 before your time and your skin and your hair and your nails grow and glow and you feel it's almost a bit like turning back your biological clock. I'm, I'm afraid to say that because some I, some women say, oh, I don't want to turn my biological clock back. But we do want to make sure we look healthy. We want to make sure our eyes are shiny and our skin's glowing and that we feel our self-esteem is in good shape. Yeah. You don't want to kind of look in the mirror and think, oh, I look tired and old and I feel awful and I can't, you know, I can't be bothered to do this and I can't really experience joy anymore. And I'm well, I mean, I can, Marion, I can, you're a testament for your own work. I don't know how old you are. I'm not going to ask you to reveal <laughs> that, but you know, we, we, we're doing this on a Zoom call so I can see you and you look like a, 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 a woman full of vitality that's in her midlife. So, I mean, you, you are the testament for your own work. I, I believe everything you're saying and I, I'm fascinated by the, the fact that we can keep our estrogen level naturally at, at a high, I, I thought it just it just dropped off and that was it. We were never going to be able to replenish it to a level. So it's no, and it's so important as well because the research shows, for example, after menopause, we are much more because we've got no estrogen, we are much more predisposed to osteoporosis, mm -hmm. heart disease, and dementia. So with bone loss, for example, before menopause, you're making about 3% new bone each year and you're losing about 3%. So you stay in even balance. But when you get past menopause, you can lose up to 10% of your bone mass in the space of a year and you're not making any new bone. So it doesn't, you can get osteoporosis easily and that's a silent killer. Yeah. However, if you keep the factory lights on that are making the osteoblasts, the bone cells, then you don't go down. And even if you have got osteopenia or osteoporosis, you can actually make new bone. And over a few years, you can get back to where you should have been. And we know that because we've worked with so many women over, the t over time who've had breast cancer who couldn't take hormone replacement therapy. And so they've relied on the natural approach and they get monitored and their bone mass gets measured. And we've seen an incredible growth in new bone. There's also research done to show that if you consume naturally occurring estrogen, particularly things like soy, you can preserve your memory, both long and short-term memory and cognitive function. And so you don't have to go down the dementia road, you can put it off and that's important. And as women for menopause, we are less at risk of heart disease, but after menopause, we're more at risk of heart disease than men. And so by, by consuming all these things and, and fooling your brain into thinking, that the factories still open, then you can reduce your risk of heart disease as well. And also you lose weight. We find on our program, even in six weeks, women lose between seven and 14 pounds without dieting. It helps to speed up metabolism. It helps the body to return to normal. And so you can get back into your clothes. You don't have that fat around the middle anymore. And it's just brilliant because it helps you to get your mojo back Obviously, you're not going to get everything back in six weeks. Remember that this came from a five-month program. Mm -hmm. But we certainly find after months, the libido comes back, the vaginal 
dryness clears up, women lose weight and they get back to their normal shape and they just get back to feeling better than they can remember because we go downhill so slowly. It's not until you come back up again that you realize how far down you went. And is that, I mean, I just, you know, just think for so many women, give it for six weeks, what have you got to lose? Making some simple adjustments, cutting out things that you know are detrimental to your health and replacing them with, with new things that you've, you've never experienced before. And at the end of six weeks, I mean, I've read the book, I've, I've read the protocols. I think it's pretty much guaranteed that you're going you're gonna to start feeling a, a hell of a lot better at the end of six weeks. And it's such a small chunk of time to invest in yourself. And then I think, that, like you say, it's the midlife refuel. You're going to carry on. It's going to give you that, like, this has worked. I feel great. I don't want to go back to that person. Well, there. having said that, though, this is not a life sentence. So when I was going through my menopause, I couldn't even sniff alcohol because it brought on a hot flush. And I certainly couldn't eat chocolate because of the caffeine in it. But now, after my dinner or with dinner, I may have a glass of wine. I always have a square of lovely dark chocolate. And I feel fine. Do you know? It's so it's not, um, it's just while you're having your refuel that you need to get yourself in good shape. Yes, some of the things will go with you forever because you need to work out how to fill the receptor sites with foods that you like because you're never going to have your estrogen levels are never going to come from your ovaries again once they've packed up. And you've got to look after yourself in those future years so that you can stay in good shape and feel good. So it is, it's, um, and it is an enjoyable, it's not like a weight loss diet where you have to deny yourself everything. So for everything you're giving up, there are two or three alternative things that you can try that are really enjoyable. But I have to stress that I don't have, unfortunately, a magic wand. It is, um, but it is a really good program if you follow it. And I describe my program like a pie. So it has all these different segments and it isn't just a magic pill, unfortunately. So you can't just take a supplement and suddenly wake up feeling better the next day. You have to work at it and you have to sample each bit of the pie. So it's about getting yourself into good nutritional shape, about consuming naturally occurring estrogen, about taking the right supplements that work for your symptoms, doing some relaxation because formal relaxation has been shown to reduce flushes and night sweats by up to 50 to 60%. And also some exercise. And again, it's not a competition. So if you're not big on exercise, you can start gradually just doing a bit of dancing at home and to your favorite music or whatever it is. It's, you know, it doesn't have to be running a marathon. It's just getting yourself fitter over time. And so doing all those things together has an in- incredible effect. It just releases endorphins. It helps to bring down your cortisol, stress hormones. And goodness knows during these COVID times, we've all been feeling extra stressed and challenged. And so some of those cortisol elevated symptoms mimic menopause as well. So you get brain fog and you get panic attacks and palpitations and you get belly fat and you get fatigue and all of that. So it can be a kind of double whammy. So it's just really unpeeling it all bit like an onion and working out what's right for you. So at the back of the book, I've got all the, all the uh, paperwork that you need to, as you go through the book, you can create your program and then there are symptom charts. So you can keep all your records and know that you're doing the right thing. As well, as I said, the, uh, there are nutritional content to food lists. So once you've sorted out what you may be short of, then you can look at the foods on those lists that are rich in important nutrients and choose the ones you like. So you can make it enjoyable 
rather than trying to swallow something that you don't like because that's not really sustainable in the long term. And I think I think you hit the nail on the head, Marion, when you said that there is no quick fix. There is no one pill to take it. You know, I think a lot of people think that HRT is a panacea and that's it. It's going to take away their menopause. It's not true. It needs supporting. Um, and like everything, you need to, to take action. You know, if you want to get the results, you need to take action. And I think if you're in a, in a, a mess with your menopause and you don't know how to manage it, this is a, a fantastic and easy book, easily accessible, easily read. I know it's written for the American market, but it's, you know, oh, no, it's translatable for the English got, market. And, well, it also I put in the back of it, there's there's English shopping lists, yeah. English yeah. products. You know, I've got, it's got the English um, weights and measures and everything. So it's, it's fine for the UK as well, yeah. because obviously that's the market I've been writing for up until now. But the one thing I'd like We've to say We've lost you to is, America, Marion. Sorry? We've lost you to America. Well, only now I come and go. I still come and go. It's just COVID has stopped me. But I was my my kids and uh, my family are in in London, and uh, so obviously that's the magnet for me to keep coming back. But I just wanted to say about HRT is it's every woman's choice how she manages her menopause, and even women who are taking HRT who choose that route, that HRT is not going to correct nutritional deficiencies. And it's not necessarily a lifetime's treatment. And so I invite women to look at how they can nurture themselves, maybe just take a few months in their lives to at this crossroads and work out how to get themselves in really good shape so that they can go forward and use their wisdom and do all the good things that we're born to do, especially at this time when there's so many tricky things going on in the world and wise women are so needed. I see women who curl up in a ball, literally, they don't leave their bedroom, they don't get dressed, they get signed off work, they just lose themselves. And it's a terrible situation. I see them bounce back. Even one of the women I remember who came on our program, she was just as I described, her husband had given up, they, they'd seen she was under numerous psychiatrists, they said she had mental illness, she'd had breakdown. Within six weeks, she was back to feeling well, and she'd actually got herself a job which she loved, and she went back to work, and she never looked back. And that is, you know, a lot of these symptoms are mistaken for mental health. Yeah. We found in our, in our last survey that of 1,100 women, 37% of them were prescribed antidepressants by their doctor, and over 80% of them said they didn't feel that was appropriate because they didn't feel they had clinical depression. And 41% were given HRT, and out of those, that 41%, 14% didn't take it because they were too scared of the side effects. And of the ones who did take it, 61% came off it because of adverse side effects. So it's not, the doctors are really not very educated. They don't really know, as we know from that Mayo Clinic survey, how to direct women. And so women are looking at Dr. Google and advising. I know in, even in my own Facebook group, the women are advising each other. Mm. And so many of the things are not science-based, you know, and it's just, it's just a waste of time and a waste of money. So, Marion, I, I, I mean, we could talk all day. You're such <laughs> fascinating, fascinating women and, 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 you know, just groundbreaking and, you know, a, a spearhead. You know, you've been doing this work for so long um, and total inspiration. And I would just, just as we wind up today, um, I would just, what one tip out of, out of everything in the six weeks, if somebody was just is so overwhelmed with what's going on, what would be the one thing? Where, where should they start that one 
gift that you can give them? Start here or do this, make this change. I think the first thing I'd say is that I hope by listening to this, they will have got hope Mm -hmm. and hope that they can do a U-turn and get back to feeling well again. I don't think there's particularly one thing that I could suggest that they do, but I think that they, they need to make a resolution that they're going to invest time in themselves and do a bit of detective work to find if they're going to manage by themselves, maybe get a copy of the book and work out what's the right program for them. And we also have, we set up at the beginning of this year, a midlife refuel club on my website. So it's completely free and I do a live session every week. And anyone can come to that and get their questions answered. So if they get the book and they're not quite sure what they're doing, then they can come and um, get a little extra wisdom at the live session. So, And there's lots of self-help information in inside the Midlife Refuel Club. So it's not – obviously, people who are suffering more severely may need extra help, but a lot of people, if they're suffering mild to moderately, can manage themselves, and that's what this book is supposed to help them to do. And that's wonderful take- and they can they can join that live session at marionstuart.com yes i'll put the i'll put the link to that in the show notes uh what a great thing to be able to do a, a one-to-one with you once a week i'm going to join yes do I want more. On. <laughs> we have we have uh, we have guest speakers as well yeah, last night we had um a guided meditation which was absolutely fabulous with a woman who's an amazing healer it was just wonderful We've got other um, we've got other people coming as guests as well. Who uh, so it's it's not it's not me all the time, but it's all midlife issues and what a um, lovely resource. Yes, Marion, thank you so much for your time. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Really has been an absolute pleasure. And please do keep in touch. Um, we share the same hometown, so next we time we're in the UK. I promise well, you to buy that ice cream. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> as soon as I, when I come to Brighton, of course, and uh, I spent so many years in Brighton, I just, I love it. So I will be there like a, like a magnet. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for writing this book. I will, as I say, put Mary, uh, marionstuart.com in the show notes. Um, and yeah, hopefully an influx of healthy, wise, vitalized women are, are going to come out of this conversation. hope so. I do hope so. <laughs> Yes. In fact, I've already, um, the book's been out for a few months in America and I'm already getting regularly messages on social media from women saying it's changed their life. And that is music to my ears. Absolutely. Oh, Marion, thank you so much for everything you've done, you're doing and you're going to continue to do. And thank you for being my guest today. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for listening. And thank you to Vicky Bristow Communications for producing this series. You can find out more about me and my work at www.themerrymenopause.com or follow me on Instagram at themerrymenopause. If you like what you hear, please leave a review and subscribe. It will really help other people to find me. 